0: Good evening, it's 4.22pm, now Wellness Wednesday, Happy Wellness Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. Roland Martin Unfiltered Daily Digital Show will begin in less than a minute and a half. Today, their topic Topics Ohio Cop Kills Teen. DOJ Department of Justice probes policing practices in Minneapolis. Georgia clergy call for home depot boycott. In the notes, Ohio cop kills 16-year-old Mahkia Bryant. DOJ probes policing practices in Minneapolis. Representative Val Demings rips into GOP rep Jim Jordan. Georgia clergy call for Home Depot boycott. Senate narrowly confirmed Anita Gupta, Louisiana school bus driver, lost her job for comments she made about George Floyd to a sixth grader. A North Carolina man was fatally shot while deputies were serving a warrant. Less than 10 seconds before Roland Martin begins with his legal, pallet, legal this panel. legal
1: Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Hours before the guilty verdict was announced in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. A 16-year-old girl in Columbus, Ohio was killed by a cop there who would talk with the mayor of Columbus as well as community activists about that particular shooting. The Department of Justice. They are opening an investigation into policing practices in Minneapolis after Derek Chauvin was found guilty of three counts of murder yesterday for the death of George Floyd. Folks, you don't want to miss the verbal beatdown. Congresswoman Val Demings, a longtime police officer, gave to Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Oh my God, was it indeed delicious? And speaking of delicious, wait until you see how Stacey Abrams just checked. A U.S. senator from Louisiana. And speaking of Georgia, clergy from across the state have initiated a boycott against Home Depot. We'll tell you exactly why. And the U.S. Senate narrowly confirmed Vanita Gupta as a number three position at the Department of Justice today. And in Louisiana, a school bus driver lost her job for a comment she made about George Floyd to a sixth grader in North Carolina. A man was fatally shot while deputies uh, were serving a warrant. With all of that and more coming up on Roller Martin Unfiltered. It's time to bring the funk. Let's go. He's
2: got it. Whatever the miss he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the smooth the fat, the fine. And when it breaks,
1: Yesterday, after the George Floyd, after the decision of the George Floyd murder, Derek Chauvin was found guilty. People were shocked and stunned when the body camera footage was released showing a Columbus police officer named Nicholas Reardon shooting and killing 16-year-old Makia Bryant outside of her home. We are warning you right now that this is a shocking and stunning video body cam footage was released by the Columbus Police Department last night. And so uh, if you do not want to see this footage, uh, I'm going to give you another 10 seconds uh, to please turn away. Uh, it is has uh, shocked so many different people. And folks are asking a lot of questions about this shooting and how that police officer in 22 seconds from getting out of it, opening his door to the first shot being fired, how that decision was made. Here it is.
3: Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, 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 hey,
1: get down, get down, get down,
3: get down. Hey, no, you want shoot my fucking baby? You shot me.
1: It was Makia Bryant who called police to her home for help against attackers. When police arrived, Bryant had a knife in her hand to defend herself, according to witnesses. We showed you that particular body camera footage there. Now, the city of Columbus held a news conference earlier today where Makia's 911 phone call was released.
3: 911, where is your
1: emergency? Tell a very chaotic scene. A video shot by a witness shows officers attempting CPR on Bryant while the officers who shot her stands by and watches. Again, if you do, warning you not if you want to turn away, please do so because it's a uh, fairly graphic footage. After the incident, witnesses question and reprimand several police officers, and one of them yells, "Blue Lives Matter."
3: so. <laughs> yes,
1: uh, uh, yeah, it's here. definitely an insult You sound
4: stupid as fuck, bitch Fuck The fuck, that girl just got shot I mean, Did he just say that? He said blue lights matter, and he just said that up. Boy, shut the fuck up Because blue lights don't matter right now I don't wanna hear none of that dumb shit The fuck is you talking about? The fuck, this, fi- this 15-year-old just got killed And you're talking about blue lights matter Get the fuck serious, bro He shot her because she had a knife He got out and didn't ask no motherfucker questions blue And you talking about blue lights matter Man, get the fuck, man. fuck on my face, bro for real. Sounded stupid as fuck. Like,
1: you know. Victor's is- mother, Paula, shared a few thoughts about her daughter.
2: Micaiah was named after a male prophet in the Bible. She was a very loving, peaceful little girl. She was 16 years old. She was an honor roll student. And um, Micaiah had a motherly nature about her. She promoted peace. And that's something that I want to always be remembered.
1: Her foster sister shared a video of her dancing and enjoying life in a tweet. She said, this is my foster sister, Makia. I want her to be remembered as a sweet, full of life, young girl. She was not as what people are ahead and play the video, please. I can read it, <laughs> but people are painting her out to be. I refuse for her to be painted as anything but the amazing girl. She was hashtag Makia Bryant. Brian shared this video to her TikTok just hours before her death. We're joined now by Columbus Mayor uh, Andrew Ginther. Uh, Mayor you previously were with us uh, In a previous uh, shooting Took place there in Columbus um, There there was a lot A lot A lot of confusion On that 911 phone call Has it been established That it was Miss Bryant Who called 911 For assistance
5: Well Roland uh, Thank you for Having me uh, on such a tragic, tragic day here in the city. And, you know, not only am I the mayor here, I'm a father. And to have lost the dear life of a 16-year-old in our city is tragic and heartbreaking. Uh, But I appreciate you uh, having me on. We haven't been able to confirm that yet, and that won't be confirmed and validated until an independent investigation uh, is conducted by the Bureau of Criminal Investigation and overseen by the state uh, that is conducting the investigation right now. So we don't know who the caller was uh, from that 911 one one call. Uh, there were two calls made. Uh, we heard the one, another one uh, came in, but uh, the caller
1: hung up quickly after the police arrived on the scene. And, and so, so there are so many questions, obviously, um, the, the, the scene where she was killed, was that her home? Uh, I can't confirm that. I believe that she,
5: uh, we were notified last night by Franklin County Children's Services that she was a foster child in placement. And I believe that that was, uh, uh where she resided as, as a foster child, Um, One of the things we've been really focused on here is, as you've already alluded to, is getting as much information out to the public as quickly as possible, really trying to make sure they're being transparent as possible. We had this body-worn camera footage out within hours of the incident. Today, we released more footage, uh, the 911 calls, and we're going to continue to share information with the public. I think in a a high-profile police-involved shooting like this, where a city and a community uh, is 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 furious at the continued uh, death of African-Americans at the hands of law enforcement. Uh, the last time I was with you was after Andre Hill was shot, an unarmed African-American in our community. And we took swift action to terminate former officer Coy, and he's already been indicted and will be Uh, facing charges uh, in a court of law, Uh, we intend to have the same sort of swift action, making sure that we're being as transparent as possible, getting uh, footage out, getting these 911 calls uh, out, letting the Bureau of Criminal Investigation conduct this independent investigation, uh, which is new to our city. I signed an executive order last summer that any death in custody uh, inside the city of Columbus Um, or police-involved shooting had to be uh, investigated independently for the first time in our city's history. And we think that's an important part to transparency and accountability and independence.
1: Do you know if the uh, officer, um, do you know if he also had a taser? All of our officers are outfitted with
5: uh, multiple tools. And so... Uh, I don't know if he had a taser on him at that moment. That's something that I think will be confirmed by the investigation. But uh, all of our officers, as you know, uh, in our previous conversation, body-worn cameras were my top priority when I was running for mayor back in 2015. And we implemented for the first time in the city's history body-worn cameras on all of our officers by the end of 2016. And in fact, after the death of Andre Hill, we are making a significant new investment to upgrade our body-worn camera technology because we believe that it helps with accountability on both sides of the camera. And it gives us the ability to be more transparent when things like this happen to get that footage out to the public so they can see actually what happened uh, on the scene. And so uh, all of the, the, the things, a lot of the questions you may have, I know will be uh, finalized and investigated fully. Uh, by BCI?
1: Because we saw in the video there, we saw where uh, Officer Reardon, um, after, at first, of all, he came up saying, Hey, what's going on? And after he fires the shots, he tells other folks around, She had a knife, she was going to stab the other girl. Uh, the moment I saw it, I began to, you know, again, I'm sitting here, lots of questions. Was this her home? Was Makia defending herself? To stand your ground, apply. And what really jumped out was, uh, again, coming to that scene. It's a chaotic scene. Uh, you know, a, a, a gun in the hand of a police officer, that is the most lethal of all weapons. Um, and and the first thing I thought of, why wasn't that taser fired uh, to to take her down and then assess, okay, what's going on on this scene? Because, again, some people are on social media going, oh, she he saved the life of the girl in pink. Well, first of all, we don't know who she was. Was she was she an aggressor? Was Brian trying to defend herself? None of that was ascertained before those shots were fired in twenty-two seconds.
5: Well, and that's why this independent investigation is so important. You know, and, and so the BCI will be interviewing all of the witnesses. Uh, they'll be gathering evidence, they'll determine if there were any uh, you know, violations of both law. And then uh, the division of police will look at it if there were any violations of uh, police policy and procedure as well. So there, you know, potential a uh, criminal review, review as well as policy and administrative review, uh, if this officer uh, did not comply uh, with you know both legal and policy guidance from the division of police
1: and state law. Um, have you communicated uh, with the uh, the mother? Uh, the grandmother of uh, Makia O'Brien. Uh,
5: our office has been in touch with her mother. She was having difficulty um, getting information about her daughter's body, and we put her in contact last evening with a contact person at the county coroner's office. Uh, and so, uh, both the division of police and my office have been in touch with the family. Now,
1: it is—it it is, um, is, you know, the thing that I keep saying. Uh, even after Derek Chauvin was found guilty, George Floyd was 46 years old, can't be brought back. Uh, Makia Bryant, 16. I mean, lethal force there's no flips out to death. That's it. And it is, um, it, it is, uh, it, it is shocking and stunning. Um, um, you
5: know, there's uh, Roland. There's uh, there's a sacred bond that law enforcement has with the community. Law enforcement isn't given their power by some supreme being. It's granted to them by the community. Police officers have exceptional power, power you and I don't have. The governor and the president doesn't have the ability to stop someone, to detain someone, to question someone, to take away their freedom and arrest someone, and ultimately to use force and potentially take an individual life. So with that great power comes great responsibility and oversight and accountability, and that's exactly what we're going to do in this circumstance as we have in other uh, police-involved shootings. Independence, transparency,
1: accountability. Um, LeBron James uh, sent out a tweet uh, calling for accountability of the police officer involved here. Um, Since the, the previous shooting, you talked about body camera footage, you talked about policy and procedures. Um, has there also been additional training, additional review, additional conversations with police officers in terms of how they handle situations along those lines? Uh, because again, for me, if a taser is fired, if it brings her down, Hey, tasers hurt, but she's still living. And so, has, so, so, w- w- what has been happening internally within the department with your police officers uh, in, in 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 dealing with this here?
5: There's been additional training around implicit bias, de escalation, uh, and and use of force uh, since uh, the last time I was with you. Uh, we have a new June police class that starts uh, in June. It will be the most diverse police class uh, because, as you know, it, it's part of the overall. comprehensive reform we need a division of police that reflects the beautiful diversity of this community and it doesn't it doesn't even come close right now and our goal and vision is to double the number of officers of color uh, on the division of police over the next 10 years so this june class there will be additional implicit bias training as well as de-escalation and community uh, engagement training uh, to make sure that our officers when they come out of the academy uh, uh, are able to serve and protect everybody in the community and as you know we are in the process of setting up a civilian review board for the first time in our city's history uh, who will have an inspector general and subpoena power to be able to investigate and make recommendations for discipline for police misconduct so it's part of our comprehensive effort uh, to reform uh, the division of police and go from a 20th century law enforcement organization to a 21st century community policing organization Uh, which requires us to make a major cultural shift. I'm also in the process right now of hiring the first external chief of police in our city's history. It will be somebody from outside the division of police, a transformational uh, leader that will help us change the culture of the Columbus
1: Division of Police. Um, Samuel uh, who is a data specialist, staff at university, uh, he's worked with Campaign Zero. He sent this tweet out uh, at 1.34 this morning. Columbus police have killed more than 40 people since 2013. Black people were killed at five times a higher rate than white people. Data shows 6% of Columbus officers do 50% of all use of force. But when one finally gets fired, the police union contract mandated arbitrator reinstates them. Um... Is that correct? Are you aware? uh, Is is that the situation there in Columbus? Yeah, Yeah, I can't speak to all the statistics. I'd be happy to to confirm
5: or or get uh, confirmation on those things. What I think is correct is the fact that we have a broken FOP contract. And uh, one of the things that we're working very hard on in this round of negotiations, and quite honestly, I started uh, when uh, I became mayor, is to really get an FOP contract where the community uh, has influence uh, and has uh, an impact and input on discipline, oversight, and accountability. And that's why the Civilian Review Board is so important. Uh, But there are many issues that we need to change in the FOP contract. Because the FOP, the FOP contract as it currently stands is a major barrier uh, to reform, uh, you know, to dealing with issues like police misconduct, use of force. And I think the last part of that tweet is absolutely right. I have fired, the safety director has fired, uh, you know, officers who have used uh, unacceptable levels of force only to be reinstated uh, by a mediator. Uh, Absolutely unacceptable. You know, officers who have stomped suspects who were in custody laying down in the street reinstated and given back pay. I mean, we have an entire system, uh, not just here, but in cities across the country that has to be addressed and fixed uh, because, uh, you know, quite honestly, uh, the people of this city and cities across America do not feel as if they uh, control and are in
1: charge of their divisions of police. Uh, Mayor, um, hate to talk to you on these conditions, uh, but certainly we're going to be uh, continuing to cover this story. Uh, prayers really go out to the Bryant family, uh, and it's just tragic that uh, uh, this honor roll student, 16 years old, has lost her life. Well, I appreciate you having me. Please
5: continue to lift the Bryant family up. We are as a community, uh, and you know, really trying to focus on where we go from here. How can we demand justice, reform, and change? but doing so in a peaceful way. And so uh, thanks for the chance to come on and uh, look forward to talking more about our progress
1: and success uh, the next time we're together. Merrick Ganther, we really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Folks, today hundreds of people occupied the Ohio Union to protest uh, the murder of Miss Bryant. Here's some of that video. Policeviolence.org released this graphic showing there have only been three days in 2021 where police in America did not kill someone. Just three days. Shocking and uh, stunning. I want to bring in my panel, A. Scott Bolden, former chair of National Bar Association, Political Action Committee, Monique Presley, legal analyst and crisis manager. Uh, Scott, I will uh, start with you uh, when we look at that video. Uh, As I said, from the moment the officer opens his door to the first shot that goes out, it's 22 seconds. Uh, I've had some lawyers already who said, tragic, he's not going to be prosecuted or indicted. He simply will get off. They will simply say that was a threat with the knife. What say you?
3: Yeah, uh, tough case, tragic case. I've got three daughters and a granddaughter, and uh, a video's hard to watch. The problem is that these are split second decisions with tragic consequences, and there was a knife involved and the threat, at least a perceived threat, of uh, someone else being harmed. But there's a broader issue here, which is what upsets you and me and the community, right? Not the split second decisions. But the fact is, why is deadly force always the alternative with the police when it comes to black people? Why is it zero to deadly force? If these were white uh, girls fighting with or without knives and what have you, deadly force would be the last resort, not the first resort. You see this over and over again. We talked about this on this show over and over again. And be honest with you, I'm tired of having this conversation with you and your listening audience. It's about de-escalation. Where's your taser? Where's your police dog? We're something, right? Versus killing black people. It's because they don't see us, right? When we when they come into the criminal complaint room as in the prosecutor's office, they call us perks and dogs and mope, whatever those are, right? They treat dogs better. They wouldn't pull a gun out on a dog, but they will pull a gun out in a heartbeat when it comes to black people and have no problem using it. And what did the police officer say after he shot her? Very callously, she was going after another person with a knife. He didn't apologize. He wasn't even emotional about it. He didn't. He he, he had no remorse whatsoever because they don't see us as human beings. That's the implicit bias
1: you got to get through in all of these police departments around the country. And it's going to take a lot of time. Monique, how do you assess uh, looking at that particular video? Um, and people are calling for this officer to be indicted.
2: Well. At a minimum, um, he should be on something other than administrative leave. I do not disagree with anything that uh, my colleague and friend attorney Bolden said, um, and I've had to make those arguments. Here is where I believe there are a number of specific distinctions that it is important for us to push out, and for media at large to push out, and for our community to understand. When you are looking at what an officer subjectively will do in those circumstances, and there is a big difference between what an officer can do and what an officer should do. So, What is reasonable, what the reasonable officer would do under those circumstances is going to be judged based on what officers similarly situated would do. We don't have to guess about that here because there were other officers who were on the scene, who were on the scene before this guy shows up and 20 seconds later unloads on a teenage black girl. They didn't have their guns drawn. They didn't shoot. The other thing that you're gonna look at is, even if because of the knife, in his failure to assess the situation properly, or in his quick and I believe errant assessment of the situation, he decided that it was necessary to use force and maybe he even calculated that there wasn't enough time for him to pull his taser and to be in close enough proximity to stop what he perceived as a threat to another person. What says to us is that there was a lack of concern for human life as Scott just said. What says to us is that he was not using the minimal force necessary. He didn't shoot once. Boom, 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 boom. Right. For what? Why? No, it was not reasonable, subjectively or objectively. And it was certainly not necessary. And when you compare it to all the videos that we have seen of white men, sound mind, not sound mind, drunk, sober, wielding guns, having knives, Charging officers with their bodies, with cars, with machetes and living to tell about it. That's when I say no. So on the one hand, yep, I can make a cogent legal argument for why this officer could or could not be charged. But when you assess it through the lens of what it is necessary to do for this black girl to be human enough that his first instinct wasn't to unload his Glock on her. Then we know, then we know that police officers are doing their jobs because he was not just responsible for his own safety. He was not just responsible of the safety of the other young girl who he perceived to be in danger. He was responsible for the safety of Micaiah Bryant. He w- he had no idea what was happening on that scene. And so to show up and to come in like the Mighty Mighty Cowboy, hey, 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 hey. And then the next thing you do is you shoot. No, sir. It is unbelievable acceptable i want i, I, I want I the folks to not say that it's acceptable i want the
1: folks in the control real much i want you to re-cue the video um and uh, folks uh, i don't like having to show the video uh, but very much like we did with the kojima powell case when he was shot and killed in st louis it was 16 seconds from the moment the police officers arrived and opened the door it was 16 seconds before the first shots fired that killed kojima powell And so uh, be prepared to stop the video. So go ahead and play the video, please. Okay. Stop right there. Now, what you just heard, you heard him come to the scene and say, hey, what's going on? What's going on? You see the young lady in pink approach the officer. What you see there, please drop the lower third, please. Drop the lower third. Drop. Uh, okay, you see. Well, you, is, you can't see it well. You see right there. First of all, there it looks like a total of three police cars that are there. Two behind this officer. Play the video, please. Freeze. Now you saw um, where uh, Makia. Was charging with a young girl who was then on the ground, and then went towards the young girl in the pink. You see these two adults, two these two, two I guess it's two gentlemen who are standing right there. Okay, press play. She goes down. You see, you see right there. You hear them. Freeze! Right, uh, hold on. Don't don't freeze it yet. Freeze, freeze, right there. You see the officer on the left. Okay, he's coming up, and he has this look on his. On his face, like to the other officer, the, again, you can't know what a person is thinking, but the look is like, what the hell did you just do? Press play. He's like, now waiting. What are you doing? Freeze. Freeze. A second cop. So all of a sudden, you now have three police officers who are now there. He's still holding his gun as if she's a threat. Press play. Still holding gun, still pointed at her. She shot. St- she shot. He's saying, she had a knife. She just went at her. Back up. She had a knife, she went at her. Stop. You see, there's a woman there, there's a man there. He's talking to other people. She had a knife, she went at her. Again, to Monique's point, he hasn't ascertained what's going on on the scene. Who's the aggressor? Press play gun is still drawn fourth cop comes from around the other side of the car his gun is drawn he now holsters his gun then cpr is being performed now i wish a lot of people out here will stop spreading all kind of crazy information. There are people who have been, stop right there. All right, folks, uh, if you back up just about two seconds. I saw some people out here talking about it. she had a butcher knife. Y'all, that's not a butcher knife. Okay, if you play it, that's not a butcher knife. What I need for people out there to do is stop throwing stuff out there that you know nothing about and making stuff up. That, folks, is not a butcher knife. At best, that's a steak knife that's a difference Scott and Monique again the reason I went through all of that again how I saw it and yes I am NOT the police officer I'm not making a split decision but if I'm coming to a scene that's chaotic the 911 call told you was chaotic and I'm coming up to the scene and then if I see this my taser is lethal but it's less lethal in my gun firing four shots. This officer has only been on the force since December of 2019. Duh, there it is. There it is. Your, your taser put, put,
2: put, is your, is less lethal. Let me just say
1: this. Oh, one second. Scott, the Monique. Let, let me just say this.
3: The other point that you, you have not made is that when he comes up on the scene as a rookie, essentially, there are other police officers there, right? He doesn't even talk to them. Nor, when he draws his weapon, does he tell the assailant that he would ultimately shoot to drop the knife. He gives her no command whatsoever,
1: right, to drop the knife. Hold hold that right there. Hold hold that right there. Just hold that point right there. Cue the video up because I want, and again, folks, I am not, I don't want to have to see her being shot. But just like with Sandra Bland, just like with previous videos, we need to understand uh, exactly what took place. Okay, and I want y'all to, to turn the audio all the way up, and I want you to listen to the commands that the officer gives and what he doesn't say to Miss Bryant.
3: Yeah. Hey. Uh, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, 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 get down, get down, get down, get down. No.
1: Freeze. Hey, hey, hey. Get down, get down, get down. Scott, at no point does he say, drop the knife. Right. Nothing. He yells, get down, which is really an instruction to the other people. I'm about to shoot her. I need y'all to get out of the way. Or
3: no one knows what that means when he just walks up on the scene. Get down, get down, get down. If it were me, I'd look at him like, what do you mean, get down, get down? And remember... There are other police officers on the scene right so for whatever reason their guns aren't drawn they're they're trying to de-escalate he walks up he's escalating right all he does is see the knife right he sees these these girls fighting and he draws his weapon he goes from zero to deadly four and that's what i mean that that's what the problem is you're not de-escalating and you're going to be cowboy jack on them right Again, if they weren't black, I'm sorry, through the prism Monique says. You, 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 if you're not black, you get the benefit of the doubt. If you're black, you get you get shot, basically, because you go from zero to deadly force.
1: Monique, there I, I, I love seeing these people who say, oh, Roland, you're ignoring the fact that a knife was there. Let me remind all of you simpletons, Who didn't hear what I said. Right. The home. Was where Bryant lived. That means. You are on your property. We don't know. We don't know. Keep the shot. And I'm going to go to the second. We don't know. Who the aggressor was. We don't know. Who started what who was defending we know none of that so with that being in mind do you go for your lethal weapon your gun or do you try to neutralize her with a taser and here it is that's his taser right there the front of him so if you're saying split second I see a knife. I have no idea if she's defending herself. I already said, folks, that Ohio has strengthened their stand your ground law. You know none of that. So I'm going to shoot now, figure everything else out later. Monique, that is what is troubling and why people are saying, why did you have to resort to lethal force? Go ahead. There are
2: at least from my looking at it, about 30 independent troubling things uh, that mean that there could have been and should have been a different result. Uh, So even when you're looking at the other officers, it's very plain from the angle that two of them came from, which were closer to the action of the incident than this officer. That they were assessing the same scene and did not believe it necessary to unholster weapons, to discharge weapons, to even give commands, because you don't hear them saying anything. And they are they are they are in seconds away. They're split seconds, especially the ones that are coming from the left and coming immediately behind from the right of the officer who took the shots. Then. Um, though we're slowing it down and looking at it the important thing about what the video looks like in its totality running in real time is not just that the officer has to make split second decisions it's that the officer doesn't have all the time we have to even assess the way we look at the actions of Micaiah Bryant and think that she was turning and then about to do something to injure the young woman in pink. That's not necessarily the way that it could have looked from all the angles. When I see it immediately before the shooting, it looks like the young girl who's in pink was filming. I have no idea whether she was even really involved in the action that took place. I don't know if she was one of the disruptors or if she was an observer or if she's one of the people who called the police or if she even knew any of the people who were there. There's no way for us to know that because the action involving Micaiah had to do with the the woman who she was, it looked like chasing off of her property who She came out behind from toward the door and came forward toward the lawn. And by the way, the other brother, the brother who was in the scene was kicking the woman who was on the ground. That said to me that we missed a lot of action and that the young woman who was on the ground was the aggressor in that action because that's who they were trying to run off. it's not like uh, there's no circumstance to the extent that the place we were looking at was where Micaiah Bryant was placed in foster care she didn't go anywhere looking for this fight so if yeah. she took the, the the steak knife from the kitchen in order to defend herself um, and the officers we know got a call about something that involved a knife it's just rolling There are problems from start to finish. And the only way that these officers end up properly charged is if it is seen through the lens where black girls are not black women and black girls, black people, are humans equal to other humans deserving every opportunity to live and for those who are saying but there was a knife but there was a knife but the other girl but there was a knife again you are supposed to secure an entire scene and keep everybody possible that you can safe in the scene and 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 hello i i know we're used to to them being being able to shoot us if we have a weapon
1: but that's not what the law said. Right. You're supposed Girl, to be able yeah. to actually do
2: yeah. wrong and still
1: live. Scott, hold on one second. I want to bring in Columbus community activist Jasmine Ayers, uh, who joins us right now, and Kyle Strickland, attorney and Columbus a Police Civilian Review Board member. Uh, there, we also have uh, Columbus City Council member uh, Shayla Favor. Uh, folks, glad to have you here. Um, let me first start with Kyle. Uh, Kyle, you there? I'm here, okay. So, so, Cal, so tell us, you're the civilian review board. What role do y'all play in cases like this? Of
6: course. So, this is a you know Columbus's first civilian review board is being officially established um, right now, and we have yet to be officially seated. Um, and so, the fact that this is happening right now, uh, this likely what we'll see. Uh, this likely will be a case that. Uh, could come before the Civilian Review Board, but all those uh, factors haven't been determined yet. But it just highlights the importance of why we need uh, extra independence and also why that alone is not going to be enough because uh, it is retroactive. Uh, We need to be also talking about proactive steps that are taken so that steps aren't uh, taken to try to justify any sort of incident where we see loss of life like this at the hands of police.
1: Um, Shayla, uh, what role will the city council play here? Because yeah, the, the questions that we are raising, uh, are, are the questions that I have been seeing all night that people are asking, uh, yes, split second decision, 22 seconds. But at the end of the day, somebody's dead.
7: Right. Um, let me first, uh, set the, the scene and extend my condolences to the, the family of Miss Bryant. Um, uh, You know, the role that Columbus uh, City Council would play, uh, we acted very swiftly after the murder of George Floyd, uh, launching our Reimagining Safety uh, Public Initiative, uh, where we promoted uh, alternative crisis responses and violence prevention uh, very quickly, enacted um, legislation around no-knock warrants and uh, prohibiting hate group affiliation, demilitarizing our police, but what we're seeing Uh, tonight, what that video demonstrates to me that we must, we must elevate our alternative crisis response system in Columbus. Right now, we have a mobile crisis response team uh, where an officer is paired with a mental health specialist. It's imperative that we scale that model uh, in order to make it uh, more accessible to our residents. Um, I keep thinking about the fact that our crisis intervention specialists, our community-based intervention specialists, our our administrators, our teachers, they are trained in de-escalation. And thinking about the fact that she was a child and what we keep seeing over and over again is the adultification of black girls. That means that black girls are punished more harshly, and more frequently were not extended the grace of adolescence or the benefit of the doubt and my god if the benefit of the doubt would have been there last night she'd still be here with us today and so what you can expect from me is to continue to talk about and to ask that we elevate our mobile crisis response system and that we ensure that all officers are crisis intervention trained. We have to find better ways. We have to find better ways, more meaningful ways to reduce these number of dangerous interactions between residents and law enforcement. We can't keep, we can't keep being in this situation. We're still grappling with the, the deaths of Casey Goodson Jr. and Andre Hill, both at the, law, the hands of law enforcement just this past December
1: of the questions that we are raising, is that what activists, is that what people in Columbus are also asking? Uh, there seems to be more questions than answers. I'm sorry, sorry, I missed the, the first part of the I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I, I mean, actually I meant it for uh, my bad there. I, I wanted to bring in Jasmine. Jasmine, uh, is that what, is that what uh, folks are asking? That, that there seems to be more questions right now than answers.
4: Um, so I think the, the mobile crisis unit is one piece of a larger puzzle. Uh, I think at this point we have had decades of patterns and practices of racist and violent policing and I think the Department of Justice needs to come in and I would greatly appreciate our leadership making that phone call. Uh, The other thing that we need to discuss is that before people, the, the hiring process is under the purview of the mayor and the city of Columbus. So we are hiring racist police officers. Right. And so, yes, we need to have a mechanism to punish them afterwards. And yes, we need to support officers that come in with training. Uh, But we're hiring bad apples to begin with. And I would like to see our mayor. I know our council has been working on some things, but our mayor oversees the Civil Service Commission. And I would like to see him step up and make some changes because it is very clear to me that we are hiring racist cops and cops that aren't prepared for these situations in the first place i mean there are just so many iterations of things that could have happened that could have de-escalated this situation and it was very clear that this young man had absolutely no idea what he was doing and when you're not intimately connected to community the state of ohio told people that you can no longer mandate hiring from a neighborhood or from a city and so now these officers some of them live two counties away and so you don't care about people the same way when you don't live by them. Uh, and so we have some state-level policy changes that need to be made. But overall, I think we've done, we've, we've seen what can and cannot happen. And I believe that the city of Columbus needs to call the Department of Justice.
1: Um, a number of people have been saying this, Kyle. What are you talking about, Roland? Mm-hmm. That officer saved another life. The officer says in the video that she had a knife and was going after the other other young girl. But what I keep arguing is, we don't know, first of all, who was that other young girl? Was she an aggressor? Did she come on Brian's property? Was she one of the antagonists that led to her calling the cops?
6: So... First of all, Roland, to your point here, is exactly right, which is, you know, people sit here and say, well, we have to wait for all the facts. And of course, yeah, we're, we're going to wait for the facts. We'll, we'll let situations play out. But don't also then simultaneously... Make your own narrative of what occurred and what happened. And what we are already seeing right now is the justification of what occurred and that without having all of the facts. And so what I think people need to do is take a step back and understand that a family needs to grieve. And we also need to demand accountability, a full investigation that is underway. But we cannot lose sight of the context in which this is happening Black people get killed by police. Then they're having to defend their own humanity, and they're blamed for their deaths. Period. Point blank. That happens every time we saw it time and time again. We saw it with George Floyd, and we're going to continue to see it. And so let's not act like it's neutral just to step back and then to wait for all the facts. We also have to be honest about what's happening in America, and that means reckoning with these issues. And she was seen as a threat as a black woman in this country.
1: The thing that jumps out here to me um uh, shayla is is this and, and i keep saying it folks there's no flip side to death okay mm-hmm. if you're shot in the leg you got a leg wound if you hit with a taser hey you're stunned and you're dazed, but you're not dead
7: you know i um I believe I heard a family member say last night that Micaiah wasn't perfect, that she had her problems, but she didn't deserve this. I think it was her aunt. Um, And that statement broke my heart because what child at age 16 is perfect, but black kids, brown kids, they don't have the ability to make mistakes. Right, or to go with the wrong crowd, or just to do something stupid like we've all done at age 16. Because it's the difference between life and death, literally, for black and brown children. We saw it last week in Chicago with the killing of Adam Toledo, and now here in Columbus. And so my initial thoughts is I'm I'm watching this and now having seen the other two body camera videos that were released today, the taser was right on his belt. Why shoot to kill? You can assess the situation and, and recognize that this these are teens, right? And so shooting center mass four times right there's a difference between one shot and four shots and a shot to the chest and a shot to the leg or a taser that's what i mean when i've been saying all day there was another way and i refuse to go back and forth with people today that keep wanting to say but the knife but the knife my response is, but her life. We saw Kyle Rittenhouse, what, 17 years old, cross state lines, armed with an AK rifle, kill two people, walk past law enforcement, and still be taken alive, and then can await his trial, is currently awaiting his trial. What about Dylan Roof? But well, for kids like Trayvon for for now, Micaiah? We don't get the same grace. My heart is just absolutely broken tonight.
1: It is uh, certainly uh, sad. Jasmine, your final comment.
4: I appreciate that. Um, Again, I would just like to send my condolences to the family. Um, But what I would say is that black people are never allowed to have a weapon. They're never allowed to defend themselves. uh, And they're never given the benefit of the doubt. And we see it time time. And time again, uh, like you mentioned earlier, we just passed the Stand Your Ground Law. You do not have a duty to retreat. This young woman was clearly in distress and had clearly called for help and was defending herself. Uh, and I just I, I hope uh, that our local elected officials will take action. Uh, but we have not seen anything significant and we are immensely hampered by the FOP and the police contract. And so, again, uh, I think the only way that we're going to see substantive change in the city of Columbus is if the Department of Justice, Justice comes to investigate.
1: Jasmine Ayers, Kyle Strickland, and Shayla Favors, I appreciate it. Thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, real quick, to Scott Bolden, Monique Presley, and Robert Patillo, who joins us right now. What about that? We saw today uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, announced. The DOJ is going to do uh, a uh, an examination of the Minneapolis Police Department. We told you what happened right here in Columbus. 40 people shot since 2013. What about what um, she just said? Should there be um, an examination? Should Columbus, Ohio be saying to the Department of Justice, please come in to investigate our department?
3: With 40 deaths, absolutely. In fact, I think we got too many police departments in the country. If you looked at the numbers, like in the thousands, right? And the amount of money we give to them to militarize their police, whether it's a large community, all, they, they all need to go under review, I'll be honest with you, because it's going to take time to clean this up. You know, back to this shooting in uh, of this young girl, the, the witness that was there after he shot him, he said, he said, what did you do that for? She's a child. You killed her? And what were the other police officers doing, the ones that were there already? Their guns weren't drawn either, Roland. They were kind of standing there and trying to assess the situation. There was a lot of arguing going on. And then the fire, the, 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 the shooter came in gun and badge and, and, and shot this young woman. So, yes, they ought to be reviewed at Columbus and every other jurisdiction as well. Do a complete review of all of them. And shut down some of these police departments because we got way too many of them.
1: Robert, you know, back in 2012, I sued the state of Georgia trying to repeal the state Stand Your Ground law, and part of the argument that I made that was that it was unconstitutional. Vo-